Hello, and welcome to Dodecahedron, a podcast by, for, and about role players. I'm Colin Lamoth, and today I'm flying solo, giving Jess a much needed break as he is under recuperation. I myself am just starting to recover from Gen Con. Uh, for those of you that don't know Gen Con, it is a four-day gaming convention, uh, can actually stretch out to five days, sometimes beyond that for some of the pre-festivities, and is one of the largest, if not the largest, gaming convention in the Midwest. We're talking miniatures, we're talking role-playing games, and incredible amounts of swag at dealer halls. I, of course, spend the majority, if not the entire time at Gen Con, um, participating in my LARP. This year it was entitled San Francisco Shattered under City of Glass Games. Um, and I can at the very least happily report that despite all of my anxiety and stress, we once again exceeded expectations and oversold by at least 10 every single night. That brings our number up to about 60 people per evening for the three-day, 15-hour LARP set in classic World of Darkness in San Francisco, modern day. The game is still continuing, and if you are a first-time listener, or a long-time listener, and are just now hearing about this for some reason, you are welcome to join. We are still open for new characters. We run a Discord throughout the year, um, in which a very talented gang of storytellers will continue to shell out scenes and personal investment all the way up until... Next year, Gen Con 2019, where we will be, I think optimistically, concluding the San Francisco Chronicle once and for all. Now, I'm sure for some people that are listening that play in the games and didn't know about this, this is a bit of a shock, but the philosophy in City of Glass games is that a story shouldn't be played too long, necessarily. We aim to shift venues in the quote-unquote game world, so we'll go to a different city, we'll have a different plot, different setting, and there will be some characters that will port over, but all the stories are still connected, as they are all within the same world. Well, that's enough about Gen Con for right now. I have a full unpacking episode with one of my staff members that I'll be recording here over the weekend. For right now, in this miniature episode, I wanted to talk about something that I came back to discover. Now, it's not the first time that I've run into this problem, but it is certainly an aggravating one to deal with. And uh, most DMs will know exactly what I'm talking about when I talk uh, about the hiatus. Yes, the dreaded hiatus. The long, slow heat death of your grand story and schemes as life comes up and players drop off. When I came back from Gen Con, this was after putting a kibosh on my games for upwards of two to three weeks. Now, I know that for a lot of listeners, your games run maybe a little less often than mine. Um, I certainly am lucky to have a gaming group that can run with me every single week to keep the action fresh, the dialogue moving, and the scenes constantly in flux. But for some people they only get a chance to game once or twice a month. So what happens if you miss one of those sessions? Well, then you almost have an entire month before you can get back to the story. We tackled 
hiatus before, or rather the long, slow pauses between game sessions and sort of what that can mean and sort of what that can mean for people that are within the game, both as a player and as a DM. But I thought that I would at least concentrate a little bit on this episode to let you know what I do in order to combat hiatus or what I sometimes don't do which then leads to an inevitable slow death of the game that I attempt to try to come back to, which I'm hoping does not happen in the two games that I am running. The two games that I am currently running um, are a Promethean game set uh, with 2.0 Promethean Rules and Chronicles of Darkness. I only have two players in that game, which is much lower than I usually run with, but it's it's a late slot game, and... One of our players regrettably had to bow out, and so we are moving along with just the two of them. And then the other one is a larger six-person Star Wars game set in the Fantasy Flight universe in an ongoing narrative that we are now on. C-Team has absolutely no relation to A-Team the show, but we did label them A-Team, B-Team, and C-Team, utilizing both Force and Destiny, then Edge of the Empire, and now Age of Rebellion. If all goes well, this will be the end of the long-standing arc that took a story of a whole tapestry of characters from Jedi younglings before the Clone Wars, through the Clone Wars, to the years after, and hopefully, when this game finally ends, we will be at the end of where the first movies left off and the aftermath that followed before Force Awakens ever comes to be. So, these two games. Promethean, probably the easiest one to shelf. The two players that I have in it are my, probably some of my most dedicated players. Not the most dedicated players I have, but some of the most dedicated players. One of them is Ryan, who we will see as a guest on this podcast very soon to help unpack his idea of urban magic. He has been running in games with me since college and has run in games with Jess, and is probably the longest-standing member of my gaming group. And then there is Danny, who is my roommate, who you will also hear during the Gen Con repacking episode, or the unpacking episode. Among the two of them, we can pretty much start a story from, let's say, a dead, let's say from like a dead lull. So I'm not too terribly worried about starting a Promethean again. With only two players, it's a much more intimate game. My focus is rarely divided among the two of them as the scenes happen concurrently and often with a lot of emphasis on NPC interaction and movement. Honestly, the more that I can play an NPC in a game and move stories through plots and characters, the happier I am. They're the perfect people to bounce that sort of thing off of. The Star Wars game, however, was one that I was worried about. B-Team had suffered long, languishing ends before. We started and stopped it a number of times, I think uh, three to four times, with different iterations of crew and different parts of plot, and we could never make it stick for very long. We had the unfortunate problem of facing these kind of mini-hiatuses, where for a couple of weeks... One thing would lead to another, and players wouldn't be able to make it, thus the storyline stalled. For me, when a storyline stalls, it's um, a a little bit akin to uh, a kind of death. 
in the sense that my interest is fueled by movement. As a DM, and maybe there are other DMs that feel the same way as I do, most of your game revolves around the improvisational element of both reacting to what your players are putting out, along with kind of a skeleton bare-bones idea of where the plot is supposed to be going. So you've got a general suggestion of the way that things are supposed to be, and the players... They get involved with it, and they take it in directions you didn't expect. And you think to yourself in the middle of a scene, hmm, I really like the emotional direction this is going, but I didn't have anything for that. How about I just slip something for that in right here, right now? By the end of, by the, end of the session, the story has gone in a completely different direction than you had initially planned. The problem being is that for DMs like me who don't write uh, a whole bunch of information down before they come to the table, it means that campaigns are sort of like holding a dream in your head. And for myself, holding a dream in my head is, is difficult to do. I can literally feel it slipping out the more I try to remember it. For a game, it's the exact same way. If I have to wait too long on where a game was going, I will forget a little bit of the action that happened in the last session, and I will come up with a completely different idea for where I wanted the game to go. So I come back to the table as though this game were an entirely different game, and I have to reset up the dynamics. Now, I wouldn't say that this is a strength of mine. Certainly, it plays to the strength that I have in the ability to improvise, but in the end, the lack of what I'd say to be underlying structure that might come through a written plot synopsis or a more detailed approach is lacking. And as it is lacking, it means that things can fall apart a little easier. You don't have to, if you, you know, if you, <laughs> sorry, I lost my place there. If you ask Jess how many characters he has from games that almost were, but never quite finished, uh, he'd be able to show you a whole bunch. You talk to Ryan, and he's got a whole binder full of characters from all of the ideas that I have run that have unfortunately hit the snags of real adulting life, and I just couldn't hold my interest past it. So, as a player, how do you deal with DMs like myself? DMs that may have an intense amount of investment at the table and leading up to sessions but can very quickly run out of stream uh, can very quickly run out of steam when subjected to a period of time in which no one is talking about the game or nobody is playing at all i know that i try to engage my players in little projects in journal entries or in fleshing out different aspects of the world as long as you can kind of keep the idea moving as long as you can keep investment moving generally speaking you can create any number of different well safeguards for the loss of traction that occurs during hiatuses now, for those DMs that spend a lot of time writing down their plots and having a much clearer idea of where the story is going, I have to applaud you. Because you'll be able to come back to the table and pick up where you left off with very, to, with very little to no problem. I always ran into the issue of writing down plots that the players never took, 
and ended up abandoning the most most of what I ended up writing down. I have come around to writing things down, however. As I continue into my, let's say, my later 20s of running storytelling games, uh, I've come around on thinking to write down certain ideas, certain scenes that I think would be impactful, and and really having them in my back pocket for whenever I think that the scene would necessarily have it. Honestly, the Discord for the LARP has brought that into some pretty clear focus, because now I'm running a game for, you know, at any given time, 40 to 60 people. And although I've got a staff that helps me keep scenes moving, as the storyteller that's in charge of it all, I need to kind of keep an eye on every scene that is happening and continue to plan for any contingency on the main plot that is coming an entire year out. A lot of things change during that time. A lot of players do things you would never expect them to do. And that's honestly some of the fun of it all. As a DM, as a storyteller, you have the opportunity to put forth a world and an idea not just an idea, hypothesis about how events would go if certain things were to happen. And then you add in the random element of someone else's complete and utter new direction and opinion. What becomes of it? Well, for new players, you have the opportunity to completely unseat the DM's expectations for old players, for people that have played in the group for years and years and years. Generally speaking, <laughs> I'd say that your storyteller has started to know a little bit about you. And you've started to know a little bit about your storyteller. You can spot each other's foibles, each other's plots. The things that your characters might end up doing, there is pattern and repetition, but in doing so, there is a certain familiarity. I'm not saying that hiatuses are good by any means. They certainly are the bane of many of my games, but in some ways, they force us to take a break from what we have seen and what we have run and take a fresh new perspective to what is being presented at the table. I went to Gen Con, experienced some games, experienced different styles of storytelling, different characters, and now I can freshly come back to the table with all of that to bring. However, as I have mentioned before, a hiatus can make or break a game. Whether it goes back onto the shelf, or whether you attempt to give it another go, it's up to you to decide how much effort is put into it. Just, and I mean you as the DM, and I mean you as the player. Both of you have choice on whether a game continues or whether it fails. A player can keep engagement going in the longest of hiatuses that will keep a DM on the hook for weeks and weeks of unexpected travel snafus and schedule and schedule collapses whereas also a dm can reach out and develop material to keep players in the know and constantly thinking about the next things that they're going to do when they come back to the table what you're trying to create is an experience that lasts the test of time and depending on how complex of a story you're telling 
that can be more or less difficult. Generally speaking, the more social interactions, the more circuitous the plots, the the more inscrutable the NPCs' motivations. If it's a game that is a highly political drama set to live or die on certain trade agreements and political stances, well then this might not be a game that can survive a very long time of silence while people generally forget what's going on. So consider engagement pieces, as mentioned previously in here. Consider writing a scene from the perspective of two NPCs, a scene that the, story, uh, that the storyteller, that the players would never have an opportunity to actually see. One of those moments where we take the camera off of the PCs for a moment and see what the NPCs are doing around the corner. I found this can heighten expectation and excitement immeasurably. In fact, it's become a staple of my games to in the outro music. And I've mentioned this in previous podcasts before. In the outro music, I will have two or three stinger scenes. And these scenes don't at all take place within the PC's scope. Instead, from a camera's angle, we are looking out. Out to the NPCs, out to the world around them, foreshadowing what is to come down the road. And you can space those out, and you can engage people on them. And as a PC, the group decides the fate of the story. If the group won't play, the story doesn't go. So, from your perspective, having infrequent but relatively common conversations with the DM about their world and asking them to help flesh it out, asking about character motivations and plans can keep your storyteller in the right mindset to continue telling this tale. Now, I don't know if there has been too much damage that has been done to Star Wars, given my hiatus. I'm hoping not, but I will find out on Friday. Uh, we had our first session back last Friday, and as always, as a, as a DM that is filled with anxiety, I thought that it went a little off, but we'll see for sure this Friday what the details are. And from there, I'll be able to let you know whether... Once again, schedule has gotten in the way of a game and I've had to put it on the back burner or whether we were able to, as players and as a storyteller, move past the hiatus and into the horizons of a much better storyline. Now, thank you very much for taking the time to listen to my long-standing ramble uh, that I am essentially doing to give Jess a break that he used to make another episode. Good on him. If you are interested in reaching out to us, you can find us on you can find us on Facebook at Dodica Podcast, or on Tumblr, or on Instagram at the very same thing. It's only on Twitter that we have to do a switcheroo in order for you to find us. Podcast Dodeca at Twitter. Please reach out to us with any questions, any stories that you have about a hiatus that might have killed a game, or maybe even made it better, or suggestions that you or your group have used 
when you have not been able to meet too regularly. And from all of us here at Dodecahedron, thank you for listening. We look forward to seeing you on our next adventure. <laughs>